Psalm 98, beginning in verse 1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word. We pray, God, that this psalm would cause our hearts to sing and to rejoice in what you have done for us in Christ. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, One of the things that we do in our household uh, at the end of our Sundays, we just kind of ask, hey, what was the best part of your Sunday? What did did you enjoy the most? Did you have any good conversations? We just kind of have that conversation. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I I believe it was the the 28th of March, um, we were singing Behold Our God. And um, my my wife's highlight, uh, that uh, service, was we were singing Behold Our God, and the last chorus Grant just ripped off his face mask so he could belt out the song with all his, his heart. And I think that belting really is the, the, the heartbeat of this psalm, that you, can't, you don't want anything to, be, to hold you back. You want to give your voice fully unto the Lord. Uh, psalm 98 is, is really kind of known as, as the, the song of joy or, or the, 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 the joyful noise uh, that we make before the Lord um, psalm. And it's a psalm all about joy and uh, what God, we should rejoice in the Lord. So we begin just with this, thinking about the salvation of the king. Remember, we're uh, continuing to work through the psalms of the king. Really, Psalm 93 all the way to Psalm 100 is different reflections on uh, God being our king, Yahweh being king. So the end of uh, chapter uh, verse 97 says, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name for the Lord reigns. And we turn to Psalm 98 verse 1. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. Uh, the song of salvation are the marvelous things that God has done for us. And we can think about our own sin and how we have wronged God and how we have not done things perfectly. And God in his kindness has done the marvelous thing by, by redeeming us, by saving us. And I think that sometimes we don't spend enough time thinking and marveling and being overwhelmed with what God has done for us in Christ. He has done for us marvelous things. If you were to take some time this this evening or tomorrow morning and sort of jotting down the marvelous things the Lord has done in and for you, what would you write down? Would you write down the, the gift of family or uh, how God has, has given you salvation in Christ, how God has provided a home for you, God has, has given you freedom from a particular sin. Like, what, what are the marvelous things the Lord has done for you? Uh, last night I had the opportunity to be with Pastor Keith and talking to Mount Tabor Presbyterian Church and about their future. And many of you know that the story about this church and uh, dwindling down just a few members and uh, Pastor Keith and uh, Daniel have been going there, handling the word for them, encourage them to take a new direction, uh, more biblical, faithful direction. And during the time, I was able just to tell stories of what God has done in our church, the marvelous things that God has done and how God has changed our congregation and God has grown our, our church. Uh, it's just a, more, a wonderful thing to, to meditate on. Earlier in the day, sitting with the staff and just asking them, what have you seen that lately in our congregation that is causing your heart to, to rejoice in? And we just spent about 10 minutes thinking about all that God is doing in the life of our, of our church. 
I mean, think about all these marvelous things. And when, when you think about the marvelous things that the Lord has done, you should sing. You should sing unto the Lord for what he has done for us. It's that, it's that natural, that's that joyful response. And I don't think sometimes we are really fully moved with the salvation God has wrought for us. Uh, that we are not uh, affectionately changed by thinking about the marvelous deeds of the Lord. Uh, it, it is very easy to sometimes even in the church, even in the ministry where we see the salvation and we think so much about it, we are so um, in, um, dealing with the things of God that be, they become commonplace and that we are no longer in awe. Well, this, this psalm is meant to say, beloved, be in awe of the salvation of our God. It says that we should sing. We are a forgetful people. I was reading this uh, even this past week. Um, uh, John Flavel, writing in his uh, Meditations on the Lord's Supper, says we are a forgetful people. Even the best among us often forget the Lord. This is his preparation for us before we take the Lord's Supper, to remind ourselves of our mighty salvation. His right hand, his holy arm, it says, has worked salvation for him. Our salvation belongs totally, fully to the Lord. It's not because of the good works that we have done. Uh, he has saved us um, from hell. He has saved us from sin, the power and the presence of it. He has saved us from the devil. But he didn't just save us from things. He saved us to things. He saved us to heaven and that promised inheritance. He saved us to righteousness, the life that we are called to live. He saved us to the Lord. We have this communion with the Lord God, Jesus Christ. The righteous died for the unrighteous. To do what? To bring us to God. This is what the Lord has done for us. And this salvation is not only for us as believers, but this salvation is promised to all who would come to Christ. Look at verses 2 and 3. It says, The Lord has made known his salvation. Now think about just how this psalm works out. How the Lord makes known his salvation. He makes it known through his people. Through the, the joyful song of his people. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has promised that God is going to bring about from the time of, of Adam that he's going to have the, the seed of the woman crush the serpent's head. Now that promise that we see in Genesis chapter 3 is even fleshed out more in, in Genesis chapter 12 when God says that the, the seed of Abram is going to be, bless all the families of the earth. And you see this kind of playing out through the rest of the scriptures and you see it primarily seen in Christ, the promised one coming, living that perfect life and dying in our place, taking our death to the grave and conquering it in his glorious resurrection. The Lord has made known this through the proclamation of Israel in the Old Testament, the coming Messiah, through the proclamation of the church when we speak about the Messiah who has come and will come again. It says, he has remembered, this is the Lord, has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. This maybe you can see maybe specifically in the, uh, the Exodus and God showing justice against Egypt with the plagues. Uh, Jack mentioned that last week about that, the imagery we see in, in Exodus but we see this most clearly in Christ and what Christ has done. His, his salvation has proclaimed to the ends of the earth. And anytime you see this, this language in the Old Testament, oh, sing to the Lord a new song, a new song means new work, that God is going to be doing a new thing. And we see that same language in Revelation chapter 5, 
when it says that the, the angels and the choirs in heaven, they sang a new song. What was the new song that was being sung in glory? They were saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. Sounds like that the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. In Revelation 10, 5.10, it says, And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. This new song is about us being changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're called to live for the Lord and not for ourselves, and we're called to tell people about it. We're called to sing about it. Uh, the, the old uh, uh, Methodist, John Wesley, would always tell his people to sing uh, with boldness for the Lord. You should never enter a song without singing it from your heart. Uh, this is something that we should be, always be careful of because the, the scriptures are very clear that when we sing and when we speak of the Lord, when... when um, our, our mouths are praising God's name, but our hearts are far from him. Uh, before we lift our voice in song, we should check our heart. This is one of the reasons why we even in our services, before we begin, we have that moment of silence to say, prepare yourself to worship. Prepare yourself to meet the Lord. You know, listen, we, we come here tonight and we all have had difficult days, maybe, maybe a difficult week. And yet the, the, the call is the same. We're called to sing. We're called to sing. Why? Because the judgment that was, meted, that was uh, promised against us has been taken care of by Christ. This new song, all of us can sing if we are in Christ. He spells this out even more in verse 4. This is what the nation of Israel should do. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And we can just all rejoice that it says make a joyful noise, not a perfectly harmonized, pitched noise. Um, one of the worst fears I had on a Sunday, on a, I think it was a, a Sunday night, um, you know, we live stream our services. We've been doing it for a while. And um, they, they didn't turn my mic off for the singing portion of the evening. And I was the only one on the live stream belting out praises to the Lord. And uh, Janice and Dupali texted me and said, Dave, Pastor Dave, I just want you to know you sang beautifully on the live stream today. Um, <laughs> That live stream has been canceled and deleted. You can no longer find it, right? Um, the other day, we were singing, and me and Pastor Grant were standing next to each other. And I'm not sure if you know, me and Pastor Grant tend to sing loudly. It's kind of our personalities. And my, my wife was next to us, and she said, told me after service, I did not hear anybody on, up front singing. All I heard were you and Grant. She's like, I'm thankful that Grant can harmonize. Um, anyway... Make a joyful noise, right? So you don't always have to have the perfectly pitched tune. So some people say they can't sing, but they just, uh, so they're quiet. Listen, beloved, just sing out to the Lord. Sing out to the Lord. Make that joyful noise in your heart to just bellow out. It's just like that, that, that praise. We should just praise the name of the Lord. You know, some of my sweetest times in my life is when I've been uh, just singing with saints as they uh, meet glory. I remember sitting with Mary Sanford and uh, Dean Smith, her sister, was uh, in the hospital bed, and she was close to death, hadn't moved really at all in two days. And me and Miss Mary in, in a crowded hospital room just stopped, and we sang, it is well, just the two of us. You know, in that setting, you hope the family joins in. They did not. But we just sang, me and Miss Mary, and we sang out. And then you saw Miss Dean's lips started moving. 
because there was something about that song that her heart was crying out that she wanted to sing. Beloved, the songs that we sing on Sunday are not just songs that we sing to make it through the day, to help us think about God. These are the songs that we want you to think about in, in in the worst moments of your life. We want you to think his mercy is more. Though my sins, they are many. His mercy is more. We want you to think about amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. We want you to sing those, those songs when you're on your, on your dying day to think and reflect about the greatness of salvation because the songs that we sing in this life are preparing for us the song we will sing in the next life. Worthy are you who was slain, who ransomed people for God from every tribe, people, language, and tongue. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Bring forth, break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, to the lyre, with the lyre, and the sound of melody, with the trumpets or the baby tubas and the sound of the horn and make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. You know, we should use instrumentation to praise the name of the Lord. Uh, you know, there's times when you break forth in song. I don't know about you, but what a glorious time to sing that Jesus is alive at the end of Easter. Uh, we heard that the gospel preached, we meditated on the resurrection, and then we saved. There will be dancing in the streets. There was a joyful breaking forth in song. This is the thing, when, when, we, when we meditate, when we think about the Lord, something should happen in us that we can't wait to get it out and, and shout for joy. It never grows old. Our salvation should never grow old. And yet we sometimes tire of the gospel. We sometimes forget about its power. We get complacent thinking that we actually don't need the Lord because of the the, the task that we're doing. We start to become self-justifiers and prideful. And we forget the Lord. Beloved, never let it be so. Let us sing praise to the Lord. Let's break forth in song. Because it's not only going to be us that's singing. One day all of creation is going to sing the praises of the Lord. They're going to testify to his goodness. Look at verse 7 and through 9. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. The world and those who dwell in it. There's nothing like, I'm not sure if you've ever sat by an ocean, you hear that roar. My parents used to live in uh, Pacific Grove, California, and uh, it was a glorious place. And I'd love just to go sit on the shore and hear those, that waves crash against the rocks. It was just this the wind. It was a, this roaring time. You couldn't even hear much, but you could hear the wind and the waves crashing against those rocks. It's a reminder when you, when you hear that, that, that one day that everything in creation is going to be praising the name of the Lord and all the world, all the people in the world who dwell in it will praise the name of the Lord as well. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills sing for joy together before the Lord. For he comes. Don't forget that, beloved. Our Lord is coming back. For he comes to judge the earth. And for those of us who are in Christ should rejoice in that judgment. Because he's going to vindicate his people and he's going to take us to himself. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. You know, it's interesting when you think about this glorious psalm a psalm that 
uh, little Jewish boys and little Jewish girls would probably have been memorized uh, in, their, in their own daily life. You know, they didn't have Bibles to carry around like we did. The, the way that they learned the scriptures, they, they, one person memorized them. They, they taught that to, to their, their children. They, they memorized the word of God. They memorized much of it. And many memorized this. And we think about this hymn here, this, this great Psalm 98. And if you just uh, turn in your Bibles to a young girl who probably uh, meditated on this psalm when she found out that she was going to bear the promised one, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Luke chapter 1, when Mary sings praise to the Lord in the Magnificat, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he has done mighty or marvelous things, has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm, his holy hand. He has scattered the proud of, in their hearts, thoughts of their hearts, and has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped or remembered his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. I wonder when Mary penned that, those words when she was thinking about the Lord Jesus Christ and the promise that she was given from the angels. Was she meditating on Psalm 98 and making a joyful noise unto the Lord? Was she singing a, a new song, as you see here, because of thinking about the greatness of the salvation that God will bring to those who fear him? Beloved, let's fear the Lord and let us sing. Let us break forth in song joyfully because of the salvation he has brought us in Christ. Father, we pray that we would be a people who sing, who sing joyfully and break out in song. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.